Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, sucker? Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hello, ladies and welcome to episode 367 of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Let's go, man. <laughs> Today is a good day because we got ourselves some epic news coming from the world of PlayStation. And man, I gotta say, I am freaking excited. <laughs> what about you, Tyler? <laughs> there was one beer left in the house, so I, I just had to grab it. Now I gotta drink it. Oh, God, it's Bush Light. <laughs> I just, you know, I gotta drink it, I guess. Uh, no, I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. It was a uh, it's been a fun day, you know. Uh, been you know it's like you know we were talking we've been talking a lot lately about how E3's been gone, but it's like I miss that you know that excitement feeling that uh, that you get from it. And today was like the closest I think a lot of people have felt for an E3 um, this year, which is oddly enough today would have been the last or today's Thursday. That's Thursday night now. Um, would have been the last day of E3, so. Uh, it's kind of a cool way, and then we we still got I don't know, you know who knows what's going to happen tomorrow and um, EA's next week. So I don't know. It's been a it's been crazy fun, uh, exciting day for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's been Sony killed it. Uh, but I don't know. We have it's been like what four days since we recorded. I think we recorded Sunday night, so now there <laughs> hasn't been a lot going on in the world. But uh, luckily, we had Sony because. Pretty much every news item this week was rumors and leaks and people talking about what about this, what about that for this event. So it's pretty much this whole week has been around this PS5 reveal. So um, I think we should just jump on into it because it's a it, it's it's gonna be a long one. Um, I don't know. Uh, should we just go piece by piece here and jump in and just uh, we'll discuss discuss each one? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so I'm, it's not going to be any real order here, so I'm just going to kind of jump, well, we'll, we'll do with the big shit first, actually. So it ended with, we actually saw the box, the, uh, the, the PlayStation 5, and then also, um, I think the biggest shock, not so much seeing the box, was we also saw the, uh, PlayStation 5 digital, um, uh, PS5. Uh, so, I don't know, what were your thoughts on the overall box, and then the fact that now there's a digital one? My overall thoughts, first off, that console reveal came out of nowhere for me because the look of it, the look of it is on par with something you would see from a mock-up from some of the fake designs for, like, any other type of gaming consoles, like, beforehand. You know, like, the kind where uh, rumors, you know, for the last couple of consoles, like, say, the yeah. PS3, the PS4, or even, like, the new Nintendo or the new yeah. Xbox console, how people go crazy with what it potentially could look like and stuff. I'll tell you what, this PS5 looks something out of a straight fanfic, man, and it looks... <laughs> freaking crazy i like it i like it because of how much distinct it looks the color scheme you know i could i need to get used to because well it's predominantly the white mantle coloring of it 
it looks sleek in regards to the actual design itself. Although it looks kind of weird when it comes to like the uh, bulk. You know, the bulk of the disk drive and stuff, just sticking yeah, out. Stuff. Okay, yeah, it's kind of odd. <laughs> but uh, what I did like, and what I was really surprised, is that Sony pulled the trigger when it came to having both a physical edition and a digital PlayStation edition. That is something they don't generally do. That's something that's untraditional of Sony. So with that in mind, it felt like it was more of a, not only just a pleasant surprise, but now we're looking at possible different SKUs that are possibly maybe 50 to 100 bucks apart, which that is great news for consumers if they want to go just the digital-only route. But, jeez, uh, man, there's so much to say about this console right at the moment. And that's not even knowing the inner details of the damn thing, you know? We only saw the console, the controller, but every other stuff is going to be revealed at a later date. What did you think about it, Tyler? Um, I absolutely love the look of that console. Um, I'm not typically somebody that goes nuts over the look of consoles, except for, like, Nintendo, because they're always so different on the way theirs look. You look at Xbox, you look at PlayStation. I mean, there's differences, but it's very small differences overall. Um... My thing going into it was like I just want this thing not to freaking wake up my girlfriend when she's sleeping in the other room <laughs> while I'm play, trying to play when she's you know play in the morning. Um, so, but I saw that and I'm, that thing is beautiful. It's it's probably the most fuckable console now. I think that's <laughs> easy to say um, by far. Uh, yeah, it's it's a thing of beauty. And for, it kind of reminds me almost of the um, what are the I can't remember what it's called like the like the arc or whatever it was in like Dead Space at the end. Like the the thing that makes everybody go nuts at the end. I can't remember what it's called. But that's huh. kind of what I. But it's like with the kind of with what's white. But I love the look. I love it's kind of that sh- that stormtrooper white on black look, um, huh. that of the of this console that I love. Um, and then just kind of like yeah, like you said, like the odd shape of it, like it twists and stuff and turns to it, um, is beautiful. I, like I didn't actually notice kind of the bulky how it kind of sticks out the uh, disc drive, at first until someone I saw someone mention it on Twitter. And then, like, I was just like, oh, it does, like, compared to the digital one. Um, but, yeah, I, I love it. I didn't, when I first saw the PS5 controller, I'm just like, ah, I don't know about this. I don't know if I like that. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I love the way it looks with that, with that console. Um, so, yeah. But the, the, uh, the digital one, that one shocks me. I, because, like you said, that's not something we've seen Sony ever do before. We, like, uh, what Xbox did it towards the end of the 360 generation with the, the digital, digital only one, and right. then I think they did it with the Xbox, the SAT edition. Um, I think what three <laughs> years ago I want to say. Or I, think, I think it was. It was actually fairly. I think it was still fairly recent. It must have been like two years ago. But oh, okay. I know yeah. I know Sony has done something before in terms of like a digital stuff, and that's with the PSP Go. That was their handheld division. Oh, not you're like right. Yeah, thread, not like a full fledged console. Yeah, and and I, I think a lot of people like saw that as like a thing that was just too early for its time, and yeah. I think we're definitely in, we're, you look at where digital gaming goes is going nowadays where it's getting. I mean, I, I think we're getting close to fifty fifty now digital and um, physical for people, and I've I'm like ninety percent digital in my games, uh, like the Switch. I think I'm 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 mostly physical on because of if I can go physical, I go physical. Um, just because of the, the hardware st- or the, the amount of space that's on the on the, the the SD card that we have, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I I like the idea of it. I think it's smart because I mean, especially because we've heard that 
Microsoft's going to have theirs, uh, the, the Project Lockhart, as it's called. Is it, you know, is it a streaming only one? Is it a digital only one? Like, we don't really know too much of it. It's probably going to be announced uh, sometime next month. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I like the idea of it depending on the price difference. Because if we're talking 50 bucks, I, I don't see too much of a point to get that. If it's 100 bucks, I think that might, I mean, that would probably be smarter. Because uh, I think also a lot of people look at, like, you're losing a lot of resale value, and for the most part, physical. The if you're looking for sales on games, physical is still the the better way to go. Um, they they drop a lot faster. You see deals on uh, on games after they come out a lot more often on physical, a lot sooner than you would on on digital. Um, so I think people, most people in the world, will, will like that option. Um, you know, I, I my for me personally, I'm going to ask you the same question. If if I had if I can get the physical, the the regular one that has physical and digital, I'll I'll go for that one. Even if it's only, even if it is a hundred dollar difference. But if I, if I can't get that one and I can only get the digital one, I'll get that. If they're both coming at launch, I guess, um, I, I'll I'll be perfectly fine with the digital only one. But but where are you stand on this? I stand that I would like the one with the disc drive because I'm more or less loving and understanding in terms of having just physical games. <laughs> that just yeah. goes into my DNA pretty much as a gamer. Because you know how I like to have my games on my shelves and just have the choice of whether or not I want to play something in my own leisure, you know, and just have. It's just a point of reference for me. To be perfectly honest, if the consoles were, say, $50 apart, that would make much more sense, in my honest opinion. Like, for example, let's say this PS5, this baseline PS5. Non-digital is like $500, and then the digital one's like 450 or some of the sort. I could see that potentially working in that regard, since it gives that disk drive element to those, like, it's not so much cheaper than what they initially would want to go out of this. I don't feel like the console's going to be in tearing like $600, because, hey, $600 for like an all-in-one device like a PlayStation, which predominantly is going to be used for playing games, I don't see them going that route that they use with the PS3. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, I feel like if I had to choose, if I had a choice between the physical and the digital model, I'd go physical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely for sure. Physical, like, especially, like, I had my birthday was last month, and, like, I asked for, my parents bought me Predator for my birthday. They bought me the physical copy. So it's like, oh, you have to go on here and buy me the digital copy, send me the code, stuff like that. It's like, it's just, you know, it's just... For that reason, and plus, just like I said, like I like to, uh, I like it's, it's nice to have the option, you know, and also like you see deals on there. Like I got Borderlands for Borderlands Three for five bucks. It's like I've never seen it. I've seen it for twenty, maybe fifteen, a couple times on on PS4, but never anywhere that cheap. And I'm sure there's countless other situations with that. But I've heard people talk. I mean, I think for the fifty dollar thing would, would be. I mean, I think that's most likely. But it's just like at that point, it's like why I think most people would just rather pay the extra fifty. If they have the option, but um, I've heard people talk about maybe the the one with the disc drive will be six hundred, and the digital only one will be five hundred. That way, they can still say there's a five hundred dollar one at launch. Um, but do you do you what would what's your are you thinking the five hundred four fifty thing is is the most likely option, or can you possibly see a route where the disc drive one is six hundred? I don't really see any type of situation where the disc one would go up to six hundred dollars. I feel like in terms of a console price point, in terms of how the landscape of gaming will be at the end of the year, is still unclear. 
And let me tell you something. In regards to how the PS4 Pro and how the Xbox One X and even just console sales in general this year have been up tremendously in regards than even this point last year because of everything else going on. I feel like dropping a $600 console on the market this fall is completely asinine in my personal opinion. Yeah. Even though that even though that, you know, stranger things have happened, I feel like if you have a $600 console released on the market, it's going to sit. If they have limited amount of quantity and stuff, they if they really advertise this FOMO mentality with this PS5 at launch, I could see potentially some of the things working. But honestly, if they really want, if they really wanted to secure people buying this console, at least a five hundred dollar baseline for the the disc one and fifty dollars less for the digital one. In my honest opinion, the highest amount I feel a consumer is willing to spend on a gaming console is five hundred dollars. Personally, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you look, yeah, like <clears throat> for the most part, like consoles are more for it we, we buy it because it's ease of use um uh, people want to get put a lot of money into something and hardcore about their gaming they'll you know look at a pc um so yeah i think the 500 is <clears throat> the, the smart route to go i could see the the digital only one being 400 though i i, I think that's a real possibility um true you know, that that would be i think that'd make it more tempting for people as well because um, they i mean because you think about it, they might lose might not make money they might possibly lose a little bit of money for selling at 400 but they're going to make up so much money in the back end off of digital only if if you those people are uh because you got to imagine people are buying the digital only one are more than likely um more like hardcore on the hardcore side of things uh and you you can count on people to to buy a lot of games like they're going to be those are the type they're going to buy you know at least half a dozen games a year um right or you know i i don't see people that just play like the call of duty or the big shooter of the month or sports game or whatever. Um, I don't foresee those people buying that one, but I, I can see, you know, uh, people like me, uh, I've seen a lot of people. I was like, I was shocked. I went on the talking ship group after I got done watching it. And I was looking at it, like, okay, where, what's everybody looking at here? And it's just like, without even discussing price or anything, like people were just saying, oh, I'm getting digital one. I'm getting a digital one. I'm getting di-. like, I, I would say it was a good 70%, uh, 70 to 30, uh, that people were going to the digital route. And I, you know, like, I, my only concern is like, okay, how's it works? Like, you know, it's gonna suck, especially like, if you know, what's the policy on if, like, say my internet goes out, I'll, like my modem breaks, and I don't have internet for a week. Like, am I still able to play these games? It's like that's the same concern we had, like going at like last generation. It's like you gotta go online every seven days or whatever. Like, is that gonna be an issue? Um, I don't really know what the policy is now on that. Like, if if I never hooked, if I just disconnected my PS4 right now, am I still able to play my my PS4 games forever? Uh, as long as I, I'm able, you know, I have my login to my account. Um, you know, like that's, that's kind of questions I have on that end. Um, you know, I'd have, I want to like, want these, you know, answered before I get into, if I were to go to that route. But I mean, if, for me, if I, if I only, if, if I have an option, if I only have that option at that launch, I'll be fine with the digital only one, but, uh, I would obviously would much rather have the, uh, the physical one, the disc drive one. But, um, now you see, okay. I initially thought that the digital one would be like a $400 system. But at the same point, I kind of felt like in terms of the brick-and-mortar retailers, I feel like that Sony will go ahead and have it maybe as a $50 increment. Because yeah. it's 
less enough to where people are tempted to go through and get that digital only system. However, if you pay $50 more, you get the disc-based one, and at least you'll have the, for the customers that have that familiarity where, hey, you can go forth and buy the discs. You can still have your traditional stuff for everyone else and stuff. It's like that, it's like that constant to where I feel it's going to be a $50 increment because of the fact they still want to sell their products inside brick-and-mortar stores. Yeah, that's and that, that, personal. yeah, and that's that's interesting too. Because I mean, I guess we we already know that they'll that Walmart and all of them will sell these things because the Xbox been doing it for a while. But yeah, it's just that it's, it's crazy where we're going with that because this is something we, like I remember years ago we never thought would be like a, a thing, and it's like now that's be like I know like even like GameStop won't sell um, Xboxes or Playstations if they come bundled with a digital co- uh, digital code, like they have to have a physical copy of the game. Um, in them, like when I bought my Xbox One, uh, it came bundled with uh, Tomb, Tomb Raider, hmm. uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the second one. And uh, if I would have bought it like at Best Buy, it would have given me a digital code. But because I bought it at GameStop, I got the physical copy of the game. So, um, hmm. yeah, yeah, I thought that was that's pretty interesting. Uh, just because they don't like, you know, obviously they don't like selling those. I, I don't know if that's changed since then, but that was, you know, that was 2014, 2015. Um, but moving on, because uh, apparently there was 26 games announced, and uh, we haven't even started talking about those yet. <laughs> um, um uh, should I go in order by this article, or do you want to go with the big guns first and, and make our way down? Let's go by order. Okay. So, uh, oh, shit, I lost my spot here. I gotta scroll back. All right, so, uh, one, the, one game that was announced was, uh, uh Bugs Knacks. Uh, Bugs Knacks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was, uh, this is from the, uh, Octodad creators. Um, it's set set for holiday twenty twenty. What, what what was your thoughts on this uh, th- this trailer? First off, I didn't know what to think about it initially because yes. quintessentially you have all these residential like villagers or some eating these creatures that are <laughs> that are just like weird and shit. And it was like freaking nightmare feel because all of a sudden it's like this dude, the dude narrating the freaking trailer goes through and eats this little sentient strawberry and stuff and all yeah. of a sudden his, his limbs started like just changing on and like what the fuck is going on yeah he's like starting his arm became a strawberry oh oh my god but the famous but my favorite moment of that trailer was towards the end of it you have this dude just walks into the shot and stuff just you know, the narrator's like he's like oh, sir sir i dropped my uh lantern with my wiener hands and stuff like that <laughs> in order to uh and uh the village is on fire <laughs> <laughs> As soon as he said that, I just started laughing. It's like fucking wiener. <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting to note is this game is made by the same creators as uh, Octodad, mm-hmm. and honestly, I I really like the concept. I also like the little tease at the end where it's like something darker. You see all these creatures that start eating each other, and all of a sudden, it just gets this monstrosity, like a emunculus type of creature. <laughs> oh my gosh. I honestly don't know how this game's going to go, but from or even see what the gameplay will be. But the concept about it is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I I've seen a lot of the Octodad game. Those games look like they're fun, but it's something I, I think I'd play a couple times and be uh, burn out on. Kind of like um, what's that goat game? God damn it! Goat Simulator. Uh, goat Simulator. Yeah, like that game's fun. <laughs> I, was, yeah, I played the game a few times uh, for like probably like three four hours, and like ah, it's, it's a, definitely a fun time. But it's like. One of those games I would never go back to, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I look like it'd be, it's kind of funny and stuff. It might be like a fun little thing to talk about or play for a little bit, but uh, I, I don't like. I don't, I don't have too much to say on that one for me personally. Um, 
But I think that, I mean, that if that's a, a launch title, I think the game's going to sell quite a bit. Um, but moving on, uh, Horizon 2, also known as Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, this uh, probably, I think everybody knew this was, was happening. Um, uh, it's a, It was just all cinematic. There was no gameplay. Uh, but Aloy's back, thank God. Uh, she's riding on. She was riding on a horse, like type, like robot creature, which is something you did a lot in the first one. But in this one, also, she's swimming, which is something she didn't do before. And she, she's like an icy mountain. She's in like uh, some like a mountain. Uh, and then also, it looks like she's like in f- like a flooded San Francisco area. Um, but no release date on this one. Uh, this has been the r- the rumor of the big launch game for for uh, PS5. But uh, what was your what was your thoughts when you saw this trailer? That trailer looked absolutely stunning. Yes. Everything else going in motion. My God, Guerrilla Games really, really put forth their best effort in just translating this trailer in general. Because from what I'm witnessing, from what I witnessed seeing the reveal of like like Horizon Two, there are a lot of elements which are very intriguing. I love the aspect of all these different creatures that they're introducing. I mean, that scene where you have Aloy, Aloy and stuff like that. Uh, like, comfort is, like, this fox or something that just got hurt, and all of a oh, sudden, yeah. like, she just sees over her shoulder, all of a sudden this big old, like, freaking rock starts moving, and it's a gigantic robotic tortoise. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I love that. Dude, that was an excellent scene in and of itself because it presented with a lot more, mis- like, mysteriousness in regards to that and also a little bit of, like sort of like panic and anxiety about it because here you have this new creature you've never even seen before and it's just all vividly detailed you know all the mechanical water's dripping out from like it's like mouth and everything else you know and on top of that all the sea life that you see when Aloy's actually going through and swimming and the details in regards to what the actual the trailer quality was which honestly I haven't seen it yet like maybe in 4k and all this other stuff but from what I saw in that trailer, I liked a lot. Especially when she was, like, riding that uh, that horse-like creature across the field. Everything's just so vividly, like, like flushed out and stuff. It just... It makes me more excited to try out this game. But honestly, the fact that they didn't put a release date for this game suggests to me that this is probably... This probably still is, like, another year and a half maybe away, personally. Hmm. That's... How I personally feel about it, and that's sort of the recurring theme from the games that were unveiled here. There yeah. were some that are coming out by the end of this year. However, for a game like, say, Horizon 2, I could see this coming out in like 2022. Yeah. I could seriously see that because the amount of quality that they put inside this trailer, they're going to put inside that freaking overworld, that sandbox style world and i want them to take as much time getting that fine tune as possible because that is if this is what their concept is for what their direction they're going to be going with this game then holy shit they need as much time as possible to (laughs) to get everything else like if they're ducks in a row sort of so to speak yeah i think that was my biggest disappointment from this was like i mean obviously i've been wanting one of the sequels of this game since i finished the first one uh, well, over 40 years ago, um, one of my favorite games of generation, one of my favorite games, like when we did our games of the decade, uh, this was on my top five list. Uh, so yeah, I obviously love the, the rising game. So I pumped to have the sequel. 
Um, but I was hoping that maybe this would be like the big, you know, this would be the, I wasn't shocked. I assumed this would be like the final thing. Um, unless they had something bigger, like a God of War or something like that. But, uh, I don't know. I just, I was a little disappointed. I was hoping we get like a, a good five, six minute, maybe little stretch of like some gameplay, a deep dive into it. But I'm, I'm, this makes me think that there's probably going to be, uh, another event here sometime soon. Uh, maybe a shorter one and maybe we get a blowout there. Um, cause I, don't, I, I can see this cause I, I think, like you said, we didn't, got, we didn't get a lot of release dates. Uh, we got some release windows, we got a couple 2021s. I think we got one 2022, um, a few like holiday 2020. Um, but I think we're in kind of in that weird situation where, um, and that's been the, the talk ever, you know, for the last three or four months now is a lot of the, like the consoles are going to come out this holiday, no matter what yeah. some of the, the games might not make the, that we're planning for the launch might be early 2021 games. And maybe this is one of those things where I, I think horizon forbidden West um, could possibly wouldn't be shocked if maybe it's like, a February or March, uh, 2021 game instead. Like it's the launch window. It's the infamous second son of, of the PS five for that one. Not maybe hopefully a much better game. Uh, second son was okay. Don't was an okay tell me game. that. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Second son was an okay game, but it was, it was, it was, it was, it was one. And that's, was, that's not to like, uh, have a knock against anybody that enjoyed infamous second son, but it was that launch title game. It definitely, there was more to be desired i yeah. liked exploring that game but i i get what you're saying though tyler yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i think it's it might be one of those games that comes out something to look forward to uh like the next big thing to look forward to because i mean that's something i always talk about is like cool like you always hear about like we have 42 games on launch but it's like cool what's what's in january what's in february what's in march april what's what's coming next spring what's coming next fall like you know and i think this could be that uh and the next game we're going to talk about uh marvel spider-man miles morales miles morales um was also was the first one shown first game shown off uh it's coming this holiday 2020 so it's probably going to be the uh, the big i'm thinking this is maybe the big launch game for um the ps5 um but i'm so there's i don't know like people i were mentioning when i saw this i kind of had that idea too but uh this is getting a lot of traction people like Remember there was that like speaking of infamous second son, they had that DLC like a year later or maybe later. It was maybe later. It was like yes. later that year. The first light, I think, was what it was called. It was first um, light with Fetch. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, maybe this is that. Maybe it's like a like like a thirty forty dollar thing. They might sell it at full price just because it's something you know the big thing to sell. But maybe this is like a smaller, uh, more compact thing uh, of that. Maybe it's like the, the, like another expansion for the game, but. They pushed it off to the PS5, but what was your th- what was your thoughts when you saw this, and what's your thoughts on what what I was just saying? Well, honestly, the most surprising thing in regards to that reveal for the Spider-Man Miles Morales edition, pretty much, I was not surprised that the game was in development, like a new Spider-Man game was in development. But what I was surprised most of was the release date for it being by the end of this year. I mean that threw me off honestly i was so surprised in regards about that yeah but for the other question in regards if if, if this is like say the uh first light of the spider-man games like i don't know i honestly don't know from what i've been reading about it it's a full-on sequel to the original spider-man oh okay i I guess i didn't see that that was something that i was reading off of uh ign's coverage or so because when i was looking at their webpage this uh this evening, I saw that they 
like type that this is like a full-blown sequel to the original Spider-Man. But I will say, at first, I thought this was an actual DLC for the PS4 version because of how perceiving-wise, how it looked, how it kind of felt in regards. But uh, I don't think it's going to be like a first light sort of game. I don't think it's going to be like a minimal type of thing. I think it's going to be like a full-on fleshed-out Spider-Man game only inside that same engine that they did for, for the same look and aesthetics as the PS4 version of, you know, for PS4, like, Spider-Man. But, uh, only, only things, like, a little bit more crisp looking. <laughs> but then again, we only saw maybe a little bit of gameplay footage. There's still a lot more to be seen before now and then. But I think one of the more surprising things is this game did not... We did not hear anything in regards to a leak of this Miles Morales game. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be having another Spider-Man game released by the end of this year. That is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I This is the only, one of the things that gives me hope for like the, about the Horizon thing, possibly being a launch game or near launch game. Because, I mean, this is something that's supposed to be coming in three months or so, mm-hmm. give or take. And we got maybe 10 seconds of gameplay in there. Um, and I, but I think that's the case for, I mean, you know, like saying I was, I was bummed out when you get a full deep dive on it. Like this goes back to maybe I'm thinking there's going to be, there's been rumors that there's supposed to be a state of play in August. So maybe we get the, um, the price, the release date, and we get a deep dive on, on the PS5 launch then. And we may very maybe well. that's, yeah. And maybe that's where we see more of the miles Morales game and uh, horizon and things like that. But it may be more concrete dates for near launch stuff. Like, um, but yeah, I, I think I was first off stunned that, um, I mean this, yeah, this might be a full on sequel. Is this, but is this really Spider-Man two or is this more like an off kind of thing of it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was definitely shocked to see it. Like I, this is like this in Gears of War or like, or not Gears, God of War, sorry. Or like the two <laughs> things I was like, for sure. I'm like, we're not going to see anything from there. So this admittedly gave me hope that, oh man, maybe we'll get God of War two tease in here. Um, which I was hoping for, but I, I you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. I, I you know, I love where they ended off in uh, Spider-Man. So um, the fact we're getting more of that s- sooner than I thought is is awesome. Um, but you know, because speaking of games that are probably gonna be near launch PS5 games, uh, Resident Evil 8 Village uh, was revealed. We got I don't think we really got any real gameplay from this, or at least I can't tell. Um, but I don't. I, this is something they got a 2021 um, release date or release window. Um, but the rumor was it was going to be a January 2021 game, but it could have got pushed off because of everything going on pandemic. It might be still be an early year, early in the year game, but it might not be January. Um, but what were your thoughts when you when you saw the trailer? I got vibes of Resident Evil 4. Ooh, I okay. seriously got vibes from Resident Ooh. Evil 4, Makes and sense. I mean yeah. that in the absolute, in the absolute like uh, nicest sense because. There were a lot of elements that really reminded me of the scope and like the the scale in regards to how mysterious the plot was. Then say like an RE4. I mean the whole aspect of the village and everything, you know, that sort of gave me like flashbacks to going through the original village inside of Resident Evil 4, but uh I really liked the trailer for Resident Evil 8. I mean that I felt like this was a well made well constructed well paced trailer where you see the first initial thing is uh you see the whole introduction where 
like this uh, this guy and his lady and stuff are talking in regards to like a story of some form, and all of a sudden you you just get transferred to walk into this random house and stuff, and all of a sudden you open this pantry, and this old man just freaking just fires off a shotgun or something like that, and you're like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden the pan out where it feels like all these random monsters, and you got to expect the T-Virus is somehow involved inside of this shit, because <laughs> it always seems to be the case. But, uh, mm-hmm. oh man, all the various creatures... And I'll tell you what, that werewolf creature that you saw inside the trailer, it really reminded me, like, of the, uh, the, uh, big old giants and stuff from Resident Evil 4, the same oh, face. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the <laughs> El Gante. Yeah, the El, El Gante. Gante or something like yeah. that. But it was weird, because there were elements of that where you see werewolves, and it looked like you see fucking vampires. I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> at first, I, at first, I did not really think it was a Resident Evil game, because of some of those elements that kind of threw me off. At first, when I saw the whole aspect, you know, it, it felt like an element of, say, like, Silent Hill. And I thought to myself, Silent Hill? No, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because there were other elements that just didn't jive with that. But uh, I kind of thought it was some in relates to something more of a gothic horror thing. Maybe like a Castlevania, maybe like something of that sort. But... Uh, dawned on me as soon as I saw a logo of the, the umbrella logo on the freaking counter <laughs> inside one of the transitional scenes where it's like holy shit this is Resident Evil 8 this I mean we've heard rumors that this game was going to be announced relatively soon however the look of it the whole aspect of what the material is going to pertain to possibly like escaping like a freaking village of some form because the last game was it Resident Evil 7? Like, Resident Evil 7, you were pretty much trying to escape from this whole demented family, am I correct? Yeah. And all of a sudden, it feels like that, but not as isolated. It's just like an entire village, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It made me more excited. Honestly, I am I really didn't, like, give Resident Evil 7 a chance when it first came out. And I've always looked at it as like, hey, you know what, man? Maybe it's not always on that fence, you know, because I don't really finish Resident Evil games, but Resident Evil 8 looks like that type of game with enough mystery, intrigue, and the whole thing with Chris Redfield at the end of the trailer. That's, that's, yeah, that, that, that was, was amazing. Cool. That yeah. was fucking cool. And he looks like a freaking, like, uh, a grizzled little fucking veteran. You see, like, yeah. some bits of weight is all, like, gone forth and stuff. I'm like, oh my god. He sees the shit. Figure it out? It's like, how it's, it's like after Resident Evil 6 and everything else, he's like, oh shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah oh my god what were your thoughts um admittedly i i kind of figured it out pretty quickly because it was like i remember like there was like a leaked screenshot a while back and um like all the rumors of like pretty much everything we saw in this was like exactly what the rumors were and leaks were uh we were wow. talking about a couple months ago it was like the 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 witch uh, the fact that it was called Resident Evil 8 Village, and that the fact that the the ILL made the eight in, for Resident Evil 8, like yep. everything to a T, like matched up the the werewolves, all that. So, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, and then there's that insect thing they said that follows you all throughout the game, um, kind of like uh, Mr. X and all the from like the other games. Um, but yeah, I, I was still blown away by this. Um, you know, as somebody that you know, I, I played Resident Evil 7 when it first came out, and I, like I admit, back in the time, it was like bad time to play that game for me. Uh, so it's something I've always wanted to go back to. 
Uh, I've like I've repurchased it and like I just never got got around to playing it. So I've, like I've been kind of tempted more lately to go back into it, given it a chance. Um, and the fact that it, it continues on with Ethan's story, Chris Redfield just shooting the fucking girl at the end, uh, all that. Yeah, it was great. I loved that. Um, not so much him killing the little girl, but just the fact that Chris Redfield was like, <laughs> he's just like fuck it. <laughs> it's like he was always like the hoorah kind of guy, and now he's just like, dude, fuck this. Dude, I like the reaction. It's like, oh, Chris, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's changed a lot. I mean, when you punch a, bol- a, a boulder into a volcano like he did in Resident Evil Five, I mean, oh he does some shit. You you can't, you know, it's just it's it's over. It's over after that, you know. So um, yeah, I uh, I love that. Um, so I, that oh, man, yeah, I need to go back and play Resident Evil Seven, but that, that was a, that was a great reveal. Um, and hopefully, we'll get more from that as well soon. Uh, next up, we got uh, Gran Turismo Seven was revealed. Um, something this pretty much came out like the people like the people that work on this game. I can't remember the name of the studio, but um, Polyphony Studio. Thank you. Um, they like a few of the people were like posting on Twitter about like retweeting the the uh, the PS Five event uh, yesterday. So I was like, okay, well, Gran Turismo is going to be at this event. So yeah, um, I don't know. It showed off as a couple minutes of uh, car driving. It looked really pretty. Um, it's Gran Turismo. That's my opinion. What about you? I wasn't surprised that Gran Turismo was going to be shown at this event. What kind of threw me for a loop is when they transitioned from the gameplay and everything else. I mean, granted, the game looks fantastic. Yeah. It's Gran Turismo. Every time a new PlayStation is revealed, there's always something in regards to how great the Gran Turismo game looks. The overall selection screen where you're choosing different objectives to go. I thought that that was an actually overview map, and then you could travel to it. But at the same thing, I thought it was like sort of a... But, you know, stupid me, I, it's a simulation racer. I thought it was going to be like an arcade-style like uh, thing, like, say, a Forza. <laughs> like a Forza yeah. Horizon sort of stent. And honestly, I would have been a lot more into that if it were that. You know, I loved the element of, like, sim racing stuff, but I also loved the element of, like exploring inside of a fucking car and then just going through like a train like traveling across all the damn field and stuff or maybe like accidentally clipping some cows or whatsoever you know it's just something yeah. that i love to do inside of a car i think burnout paradise really spoiled me with that though but yeah uh... <laughs> we, we, peaked, we peaked too early in, in driving in good, uh, good driving games in 2006 <laughs> not 2006 like 2009 i think it was was it paradise. Really? good god maybe you're right okay. dude Dude, <laughs> you forget the dude. You forget I freaking platinum that damn game like back around 2010, 2011. <laughs> yeah, and then you about did it again a couple years ago. Yeah, I almost did it again. <laughs> but uh, I think Gran Turismo 7 looks fantastic. And honestly, I was thinking about getting the fucking Gran Turismo game for the PS4 Pro. Hmm. But after seeing not only just the confirmation of that, but even after the conference was done and over with, you know, in terms of, like, Remedy with Control coming to PS5, because that's apparently a thing. Mm-hmm. I could just hold off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But yeah. uh, what did you think of GT7? I, I don't you know. I'm not, like, the simulation racer guy. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, do, I definitely, like, I, I enjoy, I, I'm more of, like, the crazy over the top, like we said, Burnout Paradise, Mario Kart, those are my racing games. Um so, I don't know. I mean, it looks really pretty. It'd be, it's probably going to be one of those games that's going to come out at launch or near launch. Just give it though. Like, they always, every console always has that showpiece um, driving game because those are the best games to show off graphics. Um, 
so hopefully it's just not the drive club of this generation this generation oh, uh yeah not that mess but um i don't know it, it, it i'm sure people that love gt uh, are gonna love this game um so happy for them oh i forgot to mention this it was really fucking weird how this whole thing started off with a goddamn it started with rockstar and i'm like whoa with the rockstar logo and i was just like oh shit are we doing G- we're doing gta 6 right now and then it was just like three minutes of gta 5 and then hey everybody gets that free now on ps4 along with a million dollars in shark cash where the fuck it is um I don't, and then also it's gonna be enhanced and all that for ps5 what was your thoughts on that oh boy i'll tell you what I really wasn't expecting anything in regards to, say, Rockstar revealing anything. And when that logo popped up, I'm like, okay, what's this all about now? And all of a sudden, it's like you see GTA Five. I'm like, oh, no, no, what's going to go? I'll tell you what's hilarious, though, is seeing the reaction of other people when the the, the Rockstar logo pop, like, pops up. And all of a sudden, like, huh? And all, yeah. of a it's, all of a sudden, it's just more GTA Five. What's hilarious about it is... GTA 5 is the online portion I believe is going to be free for PS5 like uh, owners and like PS4 owners are going to get like a million dollars in terms of uh, the in-game currency apparently but uh, you know it is what it is you know I kind of expected like more games to transfer from PS4 to PS5 I was not expecting Grand. I did not. I was not expecting Grand Theft Auto Five to do that. The damn game is going to be on three generations of consoles now. Yeah, you know, but, PS3, yeah. PS4, and now PS5. <laughs> but it. But the good thing about it is, they're touting that things going to be more expanded, and actually have some more work put into it. So, it feels like. They're answering calls. They're answering like what fans have wanted for single player DLC, but inside of uh, a grander scale. It feels like. Yeah, um, it makes sense to put it on there. I think uh, just because I mean it's it's what it's been on the we we do the MPDs every month. It's on there every fucking month. It's like you know, it's the best selling game pretty much of all time. Yeah, at least in the last. I mean. That wasn't a packing game. It's probably the greatest selling game of all time. Um, but I don't know. I, I just didn't like the way the fact that it was like that's how they. St- I guess to get it like, hey, download means like I said, it's one of the biggest games going still today. So, hey, if you have a PS4, you get it now for free. And also, if you uh, if you get the PS5 within the first three months of lo- uh, uh, if you have a PS5 within the first three months of GTA 5 coming to PS5, you get it for free. So wow. that, that's something that they didn't announce it. I don't think they announced it at the event, but. That's something that was that was revealed later on. So, I wonder if there's like an element where you can actually just download the PS or like confirm that you're purchasing the PS5. Like, uh, no, not hmm. PS. No, but I kind of wonder if like uh, if there's an option where you can go onto the store and just claim that you like are downloading the PS5 like uh, version of Grand Theft Auto Five and get that for free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm curious how I mean that makes me wonder about the whole backward because I mean backwards compatibility has already been proven to be it's already said to be a thing so I don't hmm weird I don't know I guess that's something we'll, we'll you bring hope, up a good point I I don't know I guess we're not, like how is like you know they're doing the smart delivery thing with Xbox how's it gonna work with um, PS5 and PS4 and all that shit so I mean, that's probably something there's that like I said there's that rumor state of play in August so we'll probably hear more then uh but moving on uh Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, I audibly gasped when I saw Ratchet um, 
come through the through the portal um or the rift rather uh but what, what, I don't know, what was your thoughts when you, when you saw this thing i loved it yes i absolutely too. loved it the moment you see ratchet just go and just emerge out from the freaking thing and all of a sudden the trailer just him and clank going through these this dimensional warps and going through all these dimensional places and all of a sudden them getting just separated and all of a sudden it's like it pans out there's a female lombax so i'm like what the fuck <laughs> that's surprising but it looks like more a continuation from the 2016 ration and clank i want to yeah. say yeah okay 2016 i wasn't hallucinating it looks more of that and i like that i mean it's classic ration and clank gameplay only with only with, like, uh, the differences in regards to what this current game's presenting, and it looks like it's going to be a much more finely detailed, you see elements of the ray tracing in regards to the freaking flooring and when you're going through certain scenes, and I thought that was pretty amazing in that regards. I love how fluid the gameplay looks still. It looks even better when they got everything else, like, with 4K, ray tracing, everything else is going through, but, uh, Oh man, I really am looking forward to playing Ratchet and Clank. However, that's one of those other games that's not going to be coming out anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, this is probably the game that got the most gameplay probably at the event. Um, so I could see it possibly being a launch game, um, being that you know that knack uh, style. You know that you know they love having that kind of family friendly game at launch. Um, so I could see that this being fitting that role. Uh, I'd love for that because it'd be, you know, instead of Knack, we're getting a good game. Um, but, yeah, I loved I never played Ratchet Clank before, the 2016 one, and I fucking love that game. Uh, so, to get a sequel. I mean, this is one of the ones, like, I I felt more than 50% positive that we were going to get it, but I still was, like, it's like 51% positive that we we're going to get it. But I was, like, the big enough of a doubt there, I'm like, maybe we're just not going to get another Ratchet Clank. And the fact that not only we're we getting it, but... Like they we revealed right now is awesome. Like I loved all that. I love like the, like the way he like he can he does like kind of like a hook shot to the like a rift, and like he just pulls the world to him. And you know it's like a teleporter slash hook shot thing. But just the way that looked, the style, the like I said, the fluid. Like it didn't feel like it broke the combat or anything. And like the way the enemies were stunned when he was like all the, all of a sudden he's right behind him. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, I hope we get more of the uh, the guns because that's obviously the best part. The Ration Clank games is all the different guns they have, but uh, yeah, yeah. worse, Mr. Zircon, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I love doing on the original Ratchet and Clank, just firing off Mr. Zircon, just destroying shit, <laughs> yeah, or the, the one makes everybody do disco, um, oh my god, yeah, that that one, give me that one, uh, but yeah, I, I love that, uh, and then uh, moving on, uh, Blue Points, uh, game was this is like the like one of the worst kept secrets in gaming. Uh, the Blue Point's uh, next game uh, is uh, Demon Souls is the re- as a remaster of that so or the remake rather. Um, I don't, I'm you you're more into the Dark Souls stuff than I am and the Bloodborne. Uh, I respect those games but never want to play them. Um, but uh, what, I don't know what, what did you think when you saw this? Loved it. Hmm. I honestly loved it because for one, it gives me less of a reason to go get a fucking PS3 now. <laughs> true, true. Because that was that was one of those games. Where, when Sony released it initially, I passed the I passed on, honestly, because those style of games they weren't really my style of things until I started playing a little bit of like games like Bloodborne, Dark Souls, and stuff. It made me more excited because now we're getting Demon Souls on current generation hardware, 
you're getting all the various like uh, increases and stuff. But what's also interesting is this also opens up the possibility for Sony to do future iterations of Demon Souls if they choose to. That in of itself may potentially happen. But uh, what I'm more excited of now is being able to play through the original Demon Souls like inside of modern hardware. You know, that's the most exciting part about it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for the people that wanted this. This seemed like, you know, the there's also the rumor that the, the other game that Bluepoint was possibly making was a Metal Gear Solid uh, remake, um, mm. which was more like a pipe, re- pipe dream type rumor, it sounded like, than it was like a realistic one. Um, but I, uh, maybe that's next. That'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, I think I think this one got like, was it 2021, I want to say? Um, I thought it was 2021, but I'm not seeing anything on that. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm happy. Like I said, I'm happy for the people. That game looks stunning. Um, but yeah, I'm just not a Souls guy. So I uh, want to be, just don't have the patience or enough money to buy TVs and controllers because I'm going to be throwing my controller through t- TVs every time I play it. Um, but moving on to the next game, uh, Death Loop was uh, shown off. It's from the Arcane Studio guy, uh, people that made the Dishonored games. Uh, shown off, it was revealed. We had like a teaser trailer last year at the Bethesda. Uh, E3 event. It's coming out. Um, I actually didn't know this until just now, but it's, it's going to be a holiday 2020 game. Uh, it's going to it'll be exclusive uh, to the PS5 console, but it'll also be on P. So it's not coming to Xbox. It'll be exclusive to PS5. Um, so this is like this is some that I was kind of curious about because like Bethesda was supposed to have a E3 event this year, but since E3 got canceled, they just canceled their event. And it's like, well, okay, they said they were going to talk about Death Loop and Tokyo or Ghostwire Tokyo and a couple other games. It's like, where are those games at? Where are they going to be at? Are they just going to shadow drop them? Are they going to do like some, something eventually? Um, so it sounds like, it seems like they're, they're being morphed into uh, the you know this PS5 event. Maybe we'll see something with the Xbox Xbox event. But uh, yeah, so Deathloop was revealed. Um, it is like a, um, looks very much like a Dishonored. It looks it has the graphic style of Dishonored, uh, some of the gameplay, but it's not so much, you can do stealth, or you can do action, but like Dishonored was built more around you were supposed to be stealthy. That was a whole, whole like part of the game, and like y- you can get different endings. You get bad endings or good endings depending on how many people you kill in the game. Uh, and this one just f- seems like you can just kind of do whatever you want. And also like there's another you're an assassin and you have to kill eight people in one night. Then uh, there's also an assassin that's trying to prevent you from killing these uh, eight people. Uh, and every time they kill you, you die, and then you have to go and get a little bit further every time. But you can also kill them, but they come back and kill you can still kill you so i don't know we got a lot, decent amount of gameplay in this one too what uh what did you think of death loop death loop man i'll tell you what i really liked how it introduced that uh, world because we only saw little bits of it from when bethesda last revealed it but in regards to gameplay i really like how influenced it is by dishonored and i love the elements of the style of it to where it feels familiar Yet, a lot of the story elements and a lot of the relooping of this and that, you know, you know, it's presented in a different way. And quite honestly, it looks interesting. I love the concept, love the premise, the gameplay looks solid. It's kind of interesting. I I think they hinted it towards the end of the trailer where you get to control the uh, the opposite, the other person as well that is going through and just trying to kill you and this and that. I think they gave that little hint away or so, but uh, it looks like two different play styles, honestly. Like, one, you have, like, an assassin sort of, like, killer, and the other one is the main protagonist of a Death Loop. 
going through sort of like a similar aspect that uh, you were playing sort of in Dishonored. But I loved how crazy, like, combos you could do. <laughs> like, set up certain enemies and, like, do this randomless crazy crap that just do all that stuff. That chaotic sort of gameplay was definitely seemed sort of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I was, like I said, I really enjoyed this this uh, gameplay that we got for this one. This, um, You know, I'm not... I, I, I really enjoyed the first Dishonored game. Never really bothered. I just I didn't really want more of it. Uh, and I did, I did not like Prey, so I've been very much kind of hitting hot and cold with me on on, uh, on games. But this one looks great. Uh, more what I want from them. Um, and I the, the biggest thing for me is like I I just I don't I'm not trying to hate on the game the the game uh, play of or of a game or uh, what they do, but I just I hate roguelikes. Um, so that's gonna be my biggest key for this game is how much of a roguelike is it. Because uh, I just hate the whole die, repeat, die, repeat, get a little bit better every time, die, and then you know get a little bit better. Like how much of, of how much repeating of things am I gonna do? Um, like there's definitely you know like uh, like oh what the fuck the god Blood Roots I played earlier this year. I uh, enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, there's more of a rhythm to that game than anything. I think that made me enjoy it. Um, so I, that's my that's my key thing for this one is like how much of a roguelike is this? Because um, it looks great, and I've but I've seen a lot of roguelike style games that look great. And then I play, I'm like, oh, maybe this will be the one, and it's just not the one. Um, so I don't know, uh, but I I hope you know this is sounds like it's gonna be a launch game. I I don't know if it's coming to PS4 as well, but uh, uh, I I want to wait. That's probably gonna be a wait and see for me on that one, but uh, looks promising. Uh, then uh, I don't really have too much to say on this one. NBA 2K21, we got gameplay for that one. It looks like um, I forgot his name, the Pelicans player, um, Zion Williams, I think is his name. Right. Um, yeah, he looks probably gonna be the cover boy for this game. I don't know if they've already announced that actually, uh, but we got some f- uh, gameplay, I guess, of that. But I don't know. Do you have anything to say on that one? No, not really. It really wasn't too impressive, in my honest opinion. They yeah. show the character models. They show how sweaty the dude looks as he's yeah. playing the basketball. So, yeah, I yeah. really don't have anything to say about it. Yeah, I did the uh, audible whoop de doo when I when I uh, well, after that was over. It's just like it's not even real. It's just like a it's him sweating in a gym, dunking a basketball. So it's not even the full gameplay of it. Um, right, where's fight night when you need it? You know, that's, that's, you want to see sweat. That's, that's the game we want. You want to show you how impressive sweating is. That's what you need right there. <laughs> um, but, uh, moving on. Oh, Sackboy, a big adventure, uh, was announced. Uh, it's looks like more of a, it's from the little big Sackboy from little big planet. Uh, it looks like it's, uh, it's gonna be a four-player co-op 3D platformer. I loved this trailer. Uh, I love. I want this game. I hope this is like, if if we don't get Ratchet and Clank at launch, I hope we get this one, because uh, this gave me immediately Mario 3D World vibes, um, which we could be getting a 3D World as well later this year. But uh, I I just I, I I want this game so bad. I've never even played Little Big Planet before. I have no interest. <laughs> I've never played any of them. Even the kart racer one they made, I, I no interest in the Little Big Planet uh, games or the, uh, the the series so far up until this point. I uh, it looks like Yoshi's Woolly World, uh, or uh, yeah, Woolly World, but in the th- with three D like three D world gameplay. So uh, I adored everything about this. Uh, what, what was your thoughts on it? I thought it was well crafted. Sumo Digital really did a fantastic job in presenting the overall presentation of you know Sackboy's Big Adventure. It 
like you said, it does remind me of Super Mario 3D World in terms of the level design, in terms of the aesthetics, and in regards to like the whimsicalness of that. It's going to be interesting to see if that's going to be a 2021 game. But uh, honestly, I am ex- I really want to see more of this game now because they got my attention in that regards. Because previously, the last time we saw Little Big Planet was Little Big Planet Three on the PS4. It was sort of like in the middle. I, there wasn't really any type of too much buzz with that game, and yeah. the Media Molecule quickly went to the work on Dreams after. But uh, this definitely is something that I really am interested in. It's because of its influence, obviously, to Super Mario 3D World and how well-crafted that game was. But also, they give it that little Big Planet flair where there's a lot of aesthetics, a lot of cutouts, a lot of like pre-made sort of things. It kind of reminds me of like the level editor, editor from like uh, the Little Big Planet games. Only now you have these constructed like 3D esque type levels, <laughs> and yeah, I'm excited to see more of it. Yeah, yeah, like I said, adore that. Want more of that. Um, next up, Hitman Three is coming uh, January 2021. We got a little bit like of some gameplay of like or sort of a little bit of the world in uh, level in Dubai. I am um, not a Hitman fan. I definitely, this seems like something I would like. Uh, like there's that with that bug snack game we were talking about earlier. Like that was somebody I would enjoy for a little while, but would fall off of eventually. Uh, just seems like a it's, it's it's a great game to like just jump into and do whatever the base of the fuck you want. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't have much uh, fanfare for this, but I I think this uh, people will love this game when it comes out. Well, what what do you think? To be perfectly honest with you, I really don't have too much familiarity with the Hitman series. But I am excited that Hitman 3 did look pretty darn good from what initially I saw. But uh, to be perfectly honest, though, I don't have any interest in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd like to. It's something I think if I give it a try, I'd probably enjoy it. But there's just so many other games to be playing. Um, next up, Ghostwire Tokyo. This was the other big Bethesda game that they teased, they revealed last year. But we didn't really get any gameplay of, but was uh, finally shown off here. Uh, it's coming out in 2021. Um, it is from the Tango Gameworks guys. Uh, they did they did Evil Within one and two, um, and then Shinji Mikami who made Resident Evil four. I uh, actually didn't he create Resident Evil? Didn't I think he was the director of the original Resident Evil. Yeah, I think he, I believe he was. I want to say he I'm not was. Not too sure. Yeah, I can't remember. But um, this is like that first person uh, game with like there's ghosts and you're in Tokyo. I don't I don't know what. Uh, I did not like this, honestly, too much. Uh, I don't know. Just nothing clicked with me. Uh, when I saw the, like, when I first started seeing the world, I'm like, okay, this could be cool. Like, I love, I love Evil Thing 1 and 2. I would, I'm, maybe it's a little bit of me being butthurt about the fact that um, we're not, it's not Evil Within 3, but uh, I know, but I know <laughs> that games didn't sell super well. Um, but I don't know, everything I saw about, like, it's like first person, like, but you only see his, you see your, his hands, and he does, like, weird, like, like he can make like ice. It's almost like reminds me of Skyrim almost. So he's like shoots out flames and ice from his hands. Um, and there's like you know there's like floating ghosts, like schoolgirls with no heads and shit like that. Uh, I don't know. Nothing about this uh, seemed something I'd like. But what do you think? Concept is weird, but at the same time, 
it definitely would be fun just to try to play through. <laughs> That's what I initially thought. I thought some of the, the creatures that were presented in that trailer were kind of nightmare fuel. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see this one, like, uh, you see this one ghost or something like that, this woman, this, it looked like this woman's, like, stretched head or something like that. It looked like just, oh, man. I forget where we're at in terms of what time in the trailer where I saw that. But at the same point, it is an interesting concept, in my honest opinion. There is... I like the fact that it's in first person. I don't know why, but it's... The perspective of it, I think, makes the game feel much more engaging to me. But uh, I still need to go over this trailer like uh, another time or some, or wait on some more gameplay, because... It seems like the type of game I would play, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, everything else about the game looks like something I think I would enjoy. Just once I saw the combat, I'm just like, <sighs> but, I mean, I don't know, maybe uh, get some more, more details on it, and I'll, I'll change my mind, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I remember when I first played Evil Within, I remember the first time I, like, I only played the first few hours, and I came on the podcast, and I just railed that fucking game. I hated it. And then, like, I, I remember I played it for Extra Life, and then, like, I, I just, I had nothing else to play, so I played it, and I played through like 90% of that game and I was just like I fucking love this game so um I don't know maybe it's could be the same thing for me on on this but um moving on uh to Godfall this was uh revealed I want to say yeah it was, it was game awards back in December uh it was the first official like PS5 game it's supposed to be I, I believe it's a PS5 uh, exclusive game um it's I, oh, fuck is it Platinum who made this it's actually Gearbox. Is it Gearbox? Oh, yeah, you're right. Gearbox. I knew it was a big one. I just couldn't remember the name. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, it's supposed to come out. It's supposed to be a PS5 launch game. Uh, it's like a third-person action-adventure game. Um, I don't know. I mean, from what it sounds like, and there was, like, some leaked, like, early alpha stuff for this game that came out earlier this year. Um, it sounds like it's supposed to be, like, a action-adventure, third-person, like, Destiny-style kind of game. Like online, always online-style one of those games. Um, and I don't know. I thought the game looked fine. looked like it could be cool. Uh, but if that stuff is true, I've not, this would be a game. I'm just going to completely bypass over. What about you? I thought the trailer was weird because the music did not match the gameplay. That yes. Was the stream. I, that's, I forgot to, yes. I, I immediately, I'm like, they're doing like a hip hop <laughs> rap over this, like, uh, fair or like fantasy style, like action adventure game. Like this is fucking weird. And it's not like they didn't do it in an like ironic way. It was like they tried to be serious about it. Yeah, it did not work at all in that regards. And it kind of threw me a loop for, for Godfall. Because here you presented with that last trailer to where it was more distinguished. And all of a sudden you have a hip-hop track that's matched to this style of game that does not have any fucking rhyme or reason to be. Because it really threw off the dynamic what was going on inside the gameplay trailer itself. The gameplay-wise, you know, it looked okay. The look of the game obviously looks pretty damn good, my personal opinion. But it kind of left me with the bad aftertaste in my mouth. Like, I... It just left me to that point where... What is this game's identity? What is this thing? Is it going to be like an average sort of third-person action game? It left me with a lot more questions than answers, essentially... Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely want. I want to see more of it, but uh, could be good. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. Um, but uh, the next game showed up. This was I don't know. Maybe the weirdest one sh- shown. Uh, the Pragmata. Uh, it's a Capcom game. 
Um, it's like it's the one with like the guy in like the spacesuit in like New York City, um, modern day New York City. This is the one that had the 2022 release date, um, mm. and it's like okay. him and like he has like the girl, but she's like a robot or something or AI, and they shoot through like a portal or something. They end up on the moon. Um, I don't know. And when I first saw this, I'm like, is this like some sort of like Death Stranding thing? I don't know. I didn't beat the game, so maybe this is like when I saw the suit, I'm like, I immediately thought, okay, this is. I'm like, oh, maybe they're teasing the next uh, Kojima Games uh, production game or something. I'm like, okay, and then it's no, it's Capcom. I don't know. There, there was no gameplay. There was nothing. It was just, uh, um, I don't know. It was just, it, it, I don't know. There's just a guy in a spacesuit fought a creature, and then they ended up taking the AI girl onto the moon. Anything you want to say on that one? There really wasn't anything else that looked appealing inside that trailer. If anything, I was just thoroughly confused what the hell was going on on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, who knows? Maybe gameplay of the, tra- of the game eventually will make me think otherwise. But I think maybe somebody was on an acid trip when they created this trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's like we want to be like Kojima. Like, let's do our best Kojima impression. Oh, but, uh, yeah, maybe we'll, I don't know. Um, didn't do much for me, but that's like that was the one game that had the 2022 release date. So obviously, have a ways away, and probably won't even hit 2022 with way games go. Not not an insult, but that's just how games work. Uh, Astro's play, play Playroom was revealed. It's going to be a free uh, PS5 game at launch. It's gonna, it's kind of basically like it's the uh, Wii Sports kind of thing of for the PS5. They had like the 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 Astro. Oh, I can't remember. Was it Playroom or something? There was an Astro thing. Yeah, um, it's the Playroom. Yeah, for the PS4. And then they also had one with the VR headset, too, to kind of just show you the how like the, the things, the way the, the fucking controller works. So, I don't know. I don't really have anything I want to say on that other than I, I, I can't wait to get the, that PS5 DualSense in my hand because it looks badass. And it sounds like it's going to be badass. But, I don't know. What about you? Honestly, the game looked pretty colorful in my honest opinion mm. i'm kind of questioning whether this is going to be something that's going to be out of the box for the playstation 5 when that initially launches yeah it's, yeah it'll cinema. be it said it's preloaded on every ps5 for free oh okay so yeah. it's going to be one of those demonstration sort of uh, tech demos so yeah okay well honestly i don't have anything else really to say about it because it kind of reminds me just a standard yeah. testing sort of yeah game. I, I don't think i ever even played the original one um, I, I fucked with the uh, VR one a little bit when it first came out, when I first got my VR headset, and I don't foresee myself messing with this any. Um, moving on to Oddworld Soulstorm. Um, this is, uh, it's, it's coming to PS5. There, there was, uh, oh, there was, I thought there was a release date for this one. There was not. Um, I don't, I, I've never been an Oddworld guy. I always kind of, honestly, like back on the PlayStation day, kind of when I was a kid, kind of creeped me out a little bit. And I just didn't like the art style. Uh, but I saw this and I, I once again, much like the Sackboy Adventure game, I like. I really like what I saw from this game. Like the kind of the, the two. It's, it's side scroller, but it's also 3D. Um, but I don't. know. I just. I thought I'm like wow. I'm actually really interested in this game. What about you? I thought this game looked pretty fucking good, in my honest opinion. Yeah. The visual fidelity of the game in and of itself is very creative. Honestly, in regards to certain elements of the trailer, where you see. It looked like Abe is like transitioning from one like one platform to another where it's like a moving train or whatsoever the heck the thing is. And all of a sudden he goes right to the screen. All of a sudden you see all these this explosion sort of thing happens. And oh boy, I'll tell you what though, it 
it was kind of interesting to see a little bit more of like a mature sort of take in regards to this game. But what's kind of interesting, you see in the trailer, you see it looked like either Abe or one of the people or something like that tried to cut the stitches or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that one's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm very excited for there to be a new Oddworld game. Those games are very puzzle-based. They're very interesting in terms of play. I know that uh, inside of the original game specifically, there were aspects where you could choose to save the people or you could let them die <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in regards to getting the good or the bad endings or something like that. But it's it's kind of like what that uh, developer guy was saying. is in regards to certain art world games and stuff, if you fail, it there is a lot of funny animations and a lot of funny shit that goes on inside the odd world games. But uh, it made me more interested in wanting to play Oddworld in general after watching it because the fully realized thing, and this is kind of, it kind of takes me back to when how games were back like around the mid to late nineties, how it Oddworld has come from that all the way up to what it is now, currently, and you have these blush visuals, you have this all this other stuff, you know, it it kind of feels like a fully realized version of Oddworld and how it was supposed how it's supposed to be you know, in that retrospect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just couldn't believe how, like, absolutely gory it was when, like, all the the other creatures behind him were dying and shit. Uh, yep. I was just, like, blown away. Because, like I said, I don't know much about those about those games. Um, so, but, I don't know. It looked, it looked great. Um, next up, uh, a game called Returnal. Uh, it's from the uh, developers uh, uh, Housemark. Um, they did, uh, what was the PS4? Oh, fuck it. The PS4 launch game um, that we had, the free P- PS Plus game we got. Uh, the side scroller shooter game. Um, the side scroller shooter. God, was it PS4 uh, Resogun? Yes, Resogun. Thank you. This is them. Okay, Resogun. That made that. So they've always had a relationship with PlayStation, and this was another thing that was like kind of it was like heavily rumored that they would reveal their next game at um, at this event. Um, it's like a you're a woman that goes up in the space, or you're in space, and um. Like you're, it's like a third person action game fighting off aliens, but basically she keeps dying, and then is you know trying to make it off this thing, but she dies, and then she comes back, and then she has you know it's it's a it's a roguelike game. Um, I don't know, like it looks great, looks fantastic, but but it's kind of my opinions, like I said about Deathloop, or you know the game looks great, but I don't like roguelikes, but maybe this is could be different, or could be the game that makes me like roguelikes, but I don't know what what do you think of this game? Um, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I really didn't know what to think too much about it. I think the initial trailer looked pretty pretty alright and stuff. The gameplay in of itself was still remaining to be seen, but uh, the concept's cool. I look forward to seeing more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I think it'd probably be a great game, but it's just not my kind of game. But, I don't know. I love space, but, I don't know. Don't like what it likes. Uh, next up, this was a very weird fucking game, Destruction All Stars. It is a p- <laughs> PvP Destruction Derby game. Um, I've never heard of the developer. I think it was Lucid. Um, no release date or timetable or anything like that. But it's like a you're in like an arena, like a Destruction Derby type thing. But there's like uh, items and like saw blades that can destroy your vehicles, or you crash to destroy vehicles. And once your vehicle's destroyed, you get knocked out of it, and then like people can run you over, and you have to like, or you can avoid. Um, getting hit by the uh, other cars. So, I don't know. This looks like it could be, like, a fun game to play. Like, if it's... This could be, like, a great, like, PS Plus game. You know, like a, like a Rocket League-style thing. Like, 
that's immediately what I thought of. I'm like, all right, cool. This'd be awesome. You know, come out early next year, plot for free, get a big install base right away. And, you know, I, this is something I could see us playing a lot with the talk ship guys and shit. But, uh, I don't know. What, what, what did you see? What, what, did you, what were your thoughts on this one? I felt like it was a mix between twist, like twisted uh, metal, metal and rocket league. Yes, exactly. I really, I thought at first it was fucking twisted metal. I was oh, waiting. I can see how you think because it's like a huge arena. And it's like a car battling thing. It's like, oh, yeah. well, that, that's twisted metal sort of inspired. But uh, instead of making twisted metal, they go forth and combine it with like a big old arena sort of thing, like an Overwatch or whatever the hell. And all of a sudden, it's like. You have this 90s style teams against one another. It's big, you know, like destruction derby, sort of like crazy crap. And quintessentially, the car models reminded me of Rocket League. The whole combat reminded me of tw- like uh, Twisted Metal. This definitely has that inklings to where it would be most beneficial as a PlayStation Plus game. It, at least to get somebody started into seeing the the whole hook, you know, in terms of like a new free-to-play game or whatever the hell, you know, it just gave, it just gave that vibe. I thought the gameplay looked pretty fun, fast, chaos and stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, this seemed like this seemed like fun to play. Like I said, though, I like if they make this like the rock, try to make this Rock League PS5, I would be totally down for that. Um, I mean, we didn't see any gameplay, but the the idea of it, if it if what it looks like comes to fruition, I'm I'm all in on this one. And uh, the next thing shown off was uh, Project Athea. Um, it is a Square Enix game. Um, it's exclusive to PlayStation Five. Gables, is this just Final Fantasy Sixteen? I think this is going to be Final Fantasy Sixteen, dude. And the reason why I think that is because there are elements of that trailer. That is classic Square RPG-esque type of thing. Where you have this super elaborate sort of uh, cinematics. You have this protagonist and stuff where it kind of reminds me of a lead RPG character. Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta say, a lot of the gameplay elements of that of that trailer really impressed me. The game looks the game graphics obviously a little they're on par because it's Square Enix and they always spend a lot in order to make their games look good. But uh, this Project Athena, it's got to be some form of the Final Fantasy game. I mean, oh my gosh, it's just a lot of it. It just feels it feels like it's either an action RPG or something in regards to something completely like different in terms of like a Final Fantasy style. But uh, that's what I think. Yeah, um, I'm I'm on board completely with the Final Fantasy 16 thing. Um, people even compared like shots from this trailer, like to like screenshots of other like Final Fantasy games, and there's like thing like things in the environment that match up completely with what, what's shown. Um, so I, I think that's that. This is probably like a 2025 game. Um, this feels like it definitely looks like a. Um, Final Fantasy 7 remake kind of vibes to it a little bit. A little more fast-paced, obviously. But the first thing, actually, before they, I mean, before I knew anything else about it was, when I saw this, it was like, this looks like the Unreal 5 engine. Uh, that, that, te- that the, the, what was it? Not the tease, the, uh, but tech the demo. tech demo. Thank you. That we got uh, about, what, about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago? Like, I yeah. thought this was that. I, I really did. I really thought this was 
what was teased at that. I'm like, when they showed her jumping around and moving around, I'm like, oh, this is this is this is. I'm like, I was like, when I when we saw that, I'm like, that game looks cool. I know it's a tech demo, but I, like that game looks like it could be fun. And I was like, oh, cool, it's actually a game. It's a Square Enix game. All right, awesome. And then I'm like, oh no, it's just it's actually Final Fantasy 16 probably. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm you know I, I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy guy. Obviously, uh, seven has changed me on that quite a bit. But uh, I liked a lot what I saw. The game looked stunning. Uh, like I said, the Square Enix, um, they are really good at graphics for sure. Uh, so uh, I don't know. It could be cool. I, I like what I saw. I uh, want to see more from that one. But like, I, Square Enix is probably the worst at showing games too early. So um, this is a game I, I see that's probably four years, four or five years away. Next up, um, honestly, probably the weirdest fucking thing at the whole uh, event, uh, a game called uh, Stray. Uh, no gameplay. Uh, it's supposed to come out in 2021. Uh, there's like robots walking around with weird emoji heads. Um, and then there's a fucking cat walking around with a backpack. Um, and that was the, uh, that was the trailer. Um, but I don't know. Gables, what was, uh, what was your reaction when you saw this? This is like a cat simulator. (laughs) Oh man. What if it's just, oh, that'd be great. I'm all in for that. Actually, that sounds better than anything else I can think of. To be perfectly honest, that's what it really felt like. It felt like this entire conference this whole entire like presentation and stuff. This is like all these elements of cats everywhere, you know, like the cat influence, like the whole thing from uh, the previous one with the dude in the astronaut suit and the little girl and stuff and the mechanical freaking android cat thing that was sort of creepy. But then all of a sudden it's like you have this game where it's stray, where it's entirely around a cat. It is a game that's entirely around the cat, and it really reminds me of like having to help or hindrance people. Oh god, I hope this is something that's going to be more substantial. I hope it's going to be something more akin to, say, not like, not like Untitled Goose Game, but like something that's going to be interesting and funny. Because that's the type of game that I would look forward to playing most. If it's just playing as a cat, just for the sake of being a cat, and then just doing cat things, I mean, that could be fun. But uh, there was a lot that needs to be explained about this game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, this is, you know, but I mean, it's a 2021 game, so we've got a ways to go. Uh, I think that's the case for a lot of these games here on here because a lot of it was a lot of teasers um, and not a lot of gameplay. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, this is cool because I'm a dog lover. Everybody knows that. Uh, people, there's a game that has a dog in it. it you've got a, you've increased uh, my, the chances of me playing your game by 85%. Uh, that's just facts. Um, so the fact to see maybe the, the fact that the cat finally gets her chance just to shine, you know what? I'm all in for it. You know, I am an equal opportunist animal game player. So I, you know, I played a game with the goddamn goose as the main character. I played several games with the goddamn dog as the main character. So why not cat? You know, I've never played. I don't think I've ever played a game with a cat as the main character. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm all in. Let's fucking do it, doggy dog. Let's go. I mean, catty cat. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, that's fucking weird. Uh, but moving on to our next game, uh, Kina, I believe it's how to say it, Bridge of Spirits was announced, the 3D action-adventure game. Uh, I've never heard of the developers for it, uh, Ember Labs. Um, it is a PS5 ex- a console exclusive, so it means it's coming to uh, um, PCs as well. Uh, but it's like your lead character, you're fighting through a forest, and with you have like you have like a magic powers and shit. Um, this game I, I think looks really cool. Actually, when I first like the first like thirty seconds, I'm like, okay, this looks like, uh, God, what was that 360 launch game? The the fucking 
Cameo, yeah. I'm like, oh, I got cameo vibes in the first 30 seconds. I'm like, I hate this. And then the creature showed up. I'm like, oh, god damn it. It's fucking cameo fucking Pikmin. Like, I hate this even more. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, shit, no, there's actually some battling and they help you out. I'm like, I, I, I completely by the end of this trailer was like, did a whole 180 on it. Like, now I am like, I really like, I really like what we saw. This this game looks really, really cool, really incredible. Um, I want to know more about this game as well. Uh, I, I feel like I've, I've had that feeling about a lot of these overall. Um, this one though, like, like I said, the first 30 seconds, I was completely like unintrigued by about to grab my cell phone and just scroll through Twitter, uh, while this was going on. And then I had, I was, you know, had my attention completely by the end of it. What about you? To be perfectly honest, I was sort of the same way in regards to my, in my interest level peaking at the end of it. It's kind of like the, I kind of have just the same feelings really. It's this game kind of felt like, like, uh, expanded sort of like 3D platformer the type of style that uh, you would have seen inside of a couple generations ago in terms of GameCube, PS2, Xbox or even like early 360 in terms of where they're going to be going for and stuff but I think there's going to be a a lot of variety that's going to keep me personally interested in wanting to play it but yeah it's a good first impression I really thought it was a good first impression with uh, Kena yeah. So. Yeah. Great. I yeah. I want I want more from this. And there's no yeah no release date on this one. Um, this one, fucking crazy as well. Uh, Goodbye Volcano High. It's like an anime style thing where I'm like, okay, this like, but you're like they're like dinosaurs, but they're like shaped like people. I was thinking like BoJack Horseman. Personally. Yeah. Okay, I can see that too. Like, I'm not a big fan of that, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, this is a 2021 release uh, release window as well. Um. But I, the music gave me some like uh, Life is Strange vibes, which I, I'm, I'm a big, you know obviously I'm a big fan of Life is Strange, especially their music. Um, but I gotta admit, you know, I, I the first time I watched this, I'm like this, I not nah. And I went back and I, I went back and watched some of these trailers again, the ones that was like the ones I was most hyped for, and the ones I'm like I, I gotta watch those again. And I gotta admit, watching it a second time uh, intrigued me. It's like they're like teenage uh, dinosaur people, uh, and it looks like they're like celebrating like not so much graduating high school but more like the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs is about to come and kill us all kind of thing is, <laughs> is, is what i'm getting out of this but uh i don't know i i, I came away just kind of the kina thing like i i but by the end of the first time i watched it, i'm like okay that was weird whatever erase that from my memory but i went back and watched it again i was like you know what i this could be cool uh i don't like anime everybody knows that uh but um there's always you know some things that kind of go away from that rule for me um this could be one of them what do you think i honestly i honestly didn't really have too much interest in it i am probably gonna be one of those that will probably play the game later down the road and find some enjoyment of it it's it's definitely got that feel of a game that's probably gonna click with me as soon as i understand the gist of what's going on but with the trailer and stuff i thought it was kind of out of left field and i thought it was placed in a time in the middle of the conference where things were just starting to have like a little lull period. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, first impressions, like besides, eh, I honestly think it's all right. You know, that's just kind of the feeling I had initially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can get that. I mean, definitely we, like the concept seems cool, I should say, but we don't know what the game is actually. So I think that's something we're going to have to, See, I, I definitely want to see more before I jump into it. Um, the next game shown off was a game called Jet with two T's. 
uh, the far shore. Uh, it is uh, coming this holiday. Uh, it's like a, I don't know how to describe this. Like the camera is really far away and you're like in a ship and you're like flying around like d- different planets. Uh, I don't know what the concept is. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know like what the goal is, what the plan is. I think like, you're trying to find a way to like find a place for life to go, uh, like, you know, to move on, move to another planet. But I don't know. Gables, this one really fucking confused me. Like there's actual gameplay shown and I don't know what the fuck this game is, but what about you? You try, you trying to explain it actually sounds very confusing. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it. Cause I don't know what the fuck <laughs> it is. The whole concept is confusing to me. Uh, yeah. It definitely was not a good job in terms of explanations in regards to what the game is about, what are you supposed to be doing in that regards. And it definitely needs some more explaining personally. Yeah, that's kind of like how it felt. Yeah, and it's also exclusive to PS5. I just gotta, I gotta say. So maybe this is like their. Um, and I already forgot the goddamn name. The the uh, what's the f- housemark game we were just talking about? The PS4 launch game. Uh, oh boy! God damn it! The shooter one, the side scroll shooting game. <sighs> side scrolling shooting game. Um, we just talked about it. <laughs> about it <all> right. <laughs> launch games. Oh my god, dude. Uh, Resogun. Resogun. That there one. You go. I think this is like their Resogun. That's my <laughs> that's my opinion. God. 2013, man, it was so long ago. Um, yeah, and next up, uh Solar Ash was revealed. We got some gameplay and details in this one. Uh it's the from the Hyperlight Drifter developers. So as soon as I saw the the logo of the studio pop up, double fist pump for me, followed by a fuck yeah. Uh I am incredibly excited for this. Uh, it's different from uh, Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, it's not the same gameplay style. It's, it's you know because that was a top-down, more of like a link to the past uh, slash like Dark Souls kind of thing to it, I guess to it like the gameplay, uh, but fast-paced Dark Souls, I should say. Uh, but I fucking love that game. Uh, I've even I bought it three times. I even own a physical copy of it. I bought the special edition one of those. Um, so Heart Machine is the name of the, of the company. Uh, they they like showed up a teaser trailer like two years ago, and we have seen nothing or heard nothing from them since. And much like the Fast and Furious Crossroads, I often Google uh, what the fuck uh, Heart Machine's up to. I, I even follow them on, on Instagram and Twitter just in case he tweets something about a fucking game. Um, so I was uh, really happy to see this. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, the 2020 release date for this one, release window. Um, but yeah. Oh boy, I'm excited for this one. What about you, Gables? I'll tell you what. This was one of the first times, like, watching a trailer in this conference where it's like, I want to play this now. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of feel. The whole feel of it. The presentation of it. The mysteriousness of what's going on inside that trailer. Everything appealed to me. That's something I don't get too often from a game. Especially if it's unveiled for the first time, where it's like, okay, I know the pedigree of the developer behind this. They made Hyperlife Drifter, one of the best games that released this generation. Now, with Ashen? Or. Uh, Solar Ash Kingdom. Solar Ash Kingdom, sorry. Solar yeah. Ash Kingdom. Ah, it's late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With Solar Ash Kingdom, it. Oh my god, I want to play that game. Yeah. I seriously want to play that game. Yeah, I was. Uh pumped when that like i said that logo came up and i love the way like when it like it when it like he's like uh the main character is uh, running uh like down like through like the the cave and like the the whole world spins upside down it gave me like a majora's mask vibes to that one 
uh, is what I what I got from that. Um, yeah, I love the art style. I love the music. I yeah, I cannot wait uh, for that to come out because I've been waiting for a game from him for a very long time. Uh, 2016. So yeah. Uh, and then the next game. This is actually the last game we have to talk about. Little Devil Inside. Um, it was a. Oh, I forgot to mention the uh, Solar Ash Kingdom is a. It's going to PS4 and PS5, and it's exclusive to the PlayStation consoles. Um, wow. Yeah. So, um, but uh, Little Devil Inside is the last game to talk about. Um, this one's fucking weird. Like I was kept like I love the art style and like I like a lot of the things I saw, but it was like kept cutting to the old man. He's like sitting on a toilet and he's laying in bed. Like I, I'm assuming this is like cutting back to him as like his younger age. Um, I don't know, Gables. What what what'd you th- what'd you think of this trailer? I think it was like two points of like uh, two different characters personally. Oh, okay. One that's having this exciting thing. All of a sudden, the other one is like, uh, had like a mundane life or something like that. The concept of it was weird, but at the same time, it, it kept me more intrigued the more it went on. And I think it's something that I would eventually want to wait to see more gameplay of. But man, the concept of it, I think it was pretty funny. Yeah, I really adored the uh, the art style. I, I thought that was cool. I don't think I've ever seen a game kind of do that art style before. Um, and yeah, it's just like a grand adventure kind of feel. Um, but yeah, that, that, I thought that looked really impressive. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like it's very weird. I want to know more. Like I feel like we say that a lot about these games because, like I said, a lot of it was teasers, and a lot of them were uh, these aren't a lot of the games we saw. Majority of them weren't like sequels, um, and a lot of them didn't even, like. There's no like a lot of these guys don't have a lot of pedigree to like them. Like we can like go back to oh these guys made this or they made that or it's a sequel from this. But like a lot of these games that we were showing off were like. We don't know a lot about these studios, so um, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. But um, I don't. Know, I mean, that, that's pretty much everything that was shown off. No, we didn't get the we didn't get the release date. We didn't get the, the price. Uh, I had a, I watched it like I literally got home like right as it was ending. Um, so I, I but I went in with no spoils spoilers, and the only thing I was worried about was like pre-orders coming up. And I even told you like in the like I, te- I <laughs> uh, sent you a tweet this this morning like asking, hey. The pre-orders come up. Can you just message me because I'm going internet blackout until I get home? Uh, so, you know, obviously it didn't happen. I, I was yeah. had anxiety from like once it started at three o'clock my time, and from like that point on, I was like I had like anxiety of like, okay, man, I gotta make sure I get a fucking pre-order for this thing. Like, it's gotta happen today. I mean, it didn't happen, but I don't. I mean, was there anything that you came away from like you wanting more of or something that you were disappointed that we didn't get out of this? To be perfectly honest, I wasn't really disappointed with anything inside this press conference. That is something in of itself I feel is an accomplishment because even with this type of stylings of console unveils before, there's always that one or two things that you wish that were presented or you wish something that was done well. Honestly, I felt that the pacing and entirety of what Sony presented today with their console unveil was pretty much one of the best things they've done in regards to not only unveiling their console, but they led in, they paced everything all nice. They had Spider-Man to start things out, then all of a sudden they had game after game after game that was exclusive from their PlayStation Studios, quintessentially. So if you didn't like Spider-Man and stuff, okay, well there's Ratchet and Clank. Oh hey, there's Little Big Plant, there's like Sackboy's Big Adventure. Oh, wait a second. Now all of a sudden you have near the end of it where you have third-party stuff, so like Resident Evil 8, and then Horizon 2 to end things off, and all of a sudden you go into the whole aspect of the reveal of what the console looks like, you drop the bomb, 
in regards to there being two SKUs with the regular physical base and then also the digital base alongside any other type of accessories that you know is going to be going right there. I felt all of that throughout the entire hour that they presented was one of the best ways they've ever done a console unveil. And that is... Kid, that's really saying something as opposed to just seven years ago when they did the whole PS4 unveil. It was a it was pretty much like a home run because they addressed things that their competition was not doing. The whole used games aspects, the whole cheaper prices, and all the other stuff that was going on back then. Now, they sort of did something similar in regards to now they got two SKUs on the market potentially coming this fall or this holiday season. Physical and digital, they got all of these games all these first-party games that they have shown already that will be on this system, and they got adequate support from third parties, from Square Enix to Capcom in that regards, and all of a sudden you have these studios that have made great games before and released on their platform and everything else, and it... Oh, boy. What I got going from this, it's going to be a interesting 2021. It is definitely going to be an interesting 2021. However, I felt from what we initially saw through games and stuff, this is the this is probably one of the only press conferences where I felt that most of the games presented I wanted to try at some point. More so than, say, some of the others I've seen in the past. You know how you've gone through like a big old console unveil and you maybe want to play one or two games out of the whole entire thing because nothing else really seemed appealing? Or, you know, there's always that one or two lull periods and stuff. But because of the way it was paced, it really didn't... It didn't really have too many down periods. There's like maybe one or two I could think of, like with the NBA stuff and yeah. like with some of like... Uh, then like one of the other like third-party trailers but from beginning to end that was the best conference i think that was the best console unveil i think i've seen yeah Tyler, what did you think uh i'm i'm in agreement with you i think they uh i mean outside maybe the ps4 reveal one that uh, e3 2013 that killed it just because it was more of just like they just fucking dunked all over the xbox one more than anything um yeah but just from like a you know from like what they the goods they had, um, they killed it. And I think I mean it really helped the fact that you know it was the digital event. I really I really do because that's always been my major complaint about like I, like the pacing of a lot of these. Like I, Ubisoft was awful for a long for a few years there where they're like right. two plus hours and it was like, hey we're gonna have someone come out and talk about this game. Then we're gonna have some then we're gonna reveal this game and then we're gonna have somebody come out after we're gonna have a couple people after the. Game was shown off, and then we're sitting down and talk about it for ten minutes. And it's like this fucking sucks. You look at like Xboxes, where like every time they were, they show off a game, oh, there's a big one at least. Uh, they have to have someone come out, somebody else come out that worked on the game, talk about the game, and like they have to do the whole presentation, then walk out, talk about it for two or three minutes, and move on. And it's like the pacing is always off, and if you're not interested in it, you can be checked out of it. You know, after a minute or two, it's, it's, you just check out. Um, and it definitely helped with this one. We're like, yeah, they had people come in and talk about it, but. They were 30, 40 second snippets. Uh, didn't spend too much time talking about their game. Um, it, like I said, it was like if you were bored, you, you weren't bored for long because um, there was there was always a next game that showed up. Like, I mean, outside of like I mean, outside of the bigger ones, I don't think they focused on 
uh, anything for more than, you know, three or four minutes, um, really. Um, and if, you know, they, they did, it was something like, like a, uh, like a horizon or, um, something, something that had pedigree to them or something that actually had some gameplay shown to it. It wasn't just a CG trailer, um, other than, you know, other than, there's a couple of them, but I mean, like I said, they weren't, like, there's always that big, the next announcement that came shortly after, but, um, I really enjoyed it. The only thing, like, it sucked, like I said, not getting the price and not getting the, the, the date. I think that's the next, um, probably honestly the thing I, I was, I'm most curious about. I mean, I think we, like I said, we, we had a good idea of some of the things that were shown here. Obviously a lot of shocking things were still shown, but, uh, uh, you know, like other than like really what's coming at launch, like I want the, like what's, what's the price, what's the date mainly cause I just want to get my pre-order and hopefully I get one at, at launch. But, uh, yeah, they, they fucking killed it. Um, you know, it's, it's dangerous going first. It really is. Um, you look at what happened with Xbox, uh, last generation where they, they went, I mean, there was a PS4 event back in like February, but, uh, the, the first big like uh, event was, you know, Microsoft had theirs a couple weeks for E3 and just complete, like they went in, like, I think for the most part, everybody went in just like, just show us what you got for, you know, you, we're going to buy your thing no matter what. And, turned off a good chunk of their audience and just gave PS4 an audience. Like all PlayStation did have to do was not fuck it up, you know, and they didn't, they went in and like I said, they just dunked on them for two hours on E3 that year. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it's dangerous going first. They, I don't, did they like hit a home run? Pro Maybe I, I, they did a great job setting it up and they made the job a lot harder for Xbox. Um, you know, like I said, it's, it's probably easier to go second, but I mean, now all the pressure is back on Xbox where like all the pressure was on PlayStation to kill it and they had to kill it here. And now everything swung back on Xbox and you look at like, we had the third party reveal, uh, Xbox inside Xbox thing last month. And it was like, everybody was excited for it and came away from like, that kind of sucked. Like, you know, yeah, like, it was very disappointing because very, they did something that, uh, they did something that they, yeah. Man, they did something that really was not needed, and that was inconsistency in terms of their third-party support. <laughs> yeah, and I think the key thing is, you know, is like you look at what they had here. Like there, there was a flow to this this uh, presentation where, um, you know, like here's a big game, here's a big game. All right, we're gonna slowly, we're gonna bring you in with here's like not I don't want to say lesser games, but like these are games you don't know anything about, or maybe like there's there's a big studio here or. These are like a bunch of indie games, you know, like they had, they had a, they had a flow to it and you, you can see the, the path, you knew where they're going with it. And then big game, big game. All right, we're going to bring you back down here with some cool indie games. And there was always that, that big next big thing that happened. And you look, you look at the, the third party reveal last month and it was just like a lot of possibly, like I said at the time, possibly cool games, but we don't really know much about them. And there wasn't like anything with pedigree or a sequel or something that we were at least really excited for. And also these, we were also, Hey, we're really pumped for gears War six or Assassin's Creed Valhalla or this or that. And, but also all these other cool games look cool. Instead we're focusing on the, instead of focusing on the, 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 all the great things we're focusing on all the negative things. Um, and I really don't think like said there wasn't really a lot of negatives to this, but it, but it's cause they had a million positives and the things that we didn't like, we just glossed over. Um, so yeah. If anything, I, if anything, it feels like history just repeated itself seven years later, where it felt like Microsoft from the get-go they unveiled their console and all, but that conference, that 
freaking uh, unveil for their third-party support, they misinterpreted, they miscommunicated that this was going to be like something bigger than what it actually was in terms of next-generation gameplay and this and that, especially with Assassin's Creed, like Valhalla and stuff. And all of a sudden, like a month later, you have Sony that's just hitting it out of the park, not only with not only hitting it out of the park with the games that are going to be dropping on this device, but also in terms of their console SKUs. They freaking unveiled their digital version before Microsoft yeah. did. And we knew that Microsoft's, even from the heavy rumors, there's going to be two models. There's going to be the big old Series X one that we saw all those months ago, and a Lockhart edition, apparently. But now, like you were saying before, this is a huge amount of pressure now going back to Microsoft because next month is supposedly supposed to be them announcing a lot of their first-party games, quintessentially. More info on their system in and of itself. So it's going to be fascinating to see the next coming weeks not only how Microsoft responds in regards to their systems, in regards to the games that will be available, but we already know going inside that Microsoft for the first couple of years is not going to have a lot of like major exclusives to the Xbox One X. They're going to be released on the Xbox One and this and that. Whereas, you see Sony, what they just did today in terms mm-hmm. of their PlayStation 5 unveil where they have exclusive stuff that's going to be coming in this holiday. And then towards 2021, there's going to be games released and for some other 2022, you know, there's much more an incentive now for anybody right now that uh, owns a PS4 or is on the fence of, you know, jumping shit from Xbox One to PS5. There's more incentive to people now to invest inside of a PS5 now in terms of an Xbox Series X, and it's because of the games, the presentation, the affordability, potentially. We still don't know all the details of the PS5, obviously, the price, when it's going to release, obviously are going to be a big key of uh, factors. But I fully believe that that freaking PlayStation is going to go another generation with this stuff because they were quick on the draw. They had a lot of consistency of what they were going to do. And overall, they pretty much kind of outmatched Microsoft again in that regards, in that space. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say it's a um, uh, 2013 repeat itself because I mean we, we definitely want to. We got to see what. I mean the first party thing is uh, for Xbox is supposed to be sometime next month. I think it's like about this time uh, next month, so mid January. Um, so That's yeah, a hard act to follow though. Tyler. Yeah, no, they, no, they <laughs> definitely it's a hard act to follow, but uh, they haven't shit the bed yet. They haven't had the opportunity to shit the bed, or possibly <laughs> maybe even. I'll do them, um, but I mean, they have made a tall task, and it's going to be hard to do. But maybe you know, with uh, you know a month kind of gap in between, maybe we'll, like our hype level we're at right now, because it's just hours ago we watched this, will will kind of die down. And it's like, you know, it's, and I don't, I don't, not completely, but I think we'll see. You know, we won't be as hyped as we were. We'll forget about some of these games that we're interested in um, right now, and um, I don't know. You know, uh, they have a chance still. Go ahead. Yeah. You, you know, it's going to be interesting, and I just thought about this just a moment ago. What if Microsoft next month not only unveils their games, but their digital-only console, they're going to make it significantly cheaper? <laughs> That's definitely a possibility, yeah. 
Like, I think we're going to... I think potentially we could see the price of the like, Xbox Series X and their lock card system right next month. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think I could definitely see that. Um, and the, the big thing is, like, they're playing... You know, everybody's... They're playing, kind of playing chicken right now because nobody wants to follow each other um, on this... Uh, uh, or no one wants to be the first one on the price right now. So I think that's the key thing. Who goes first on that? That's, and that's um, why Sony is not unveiling the PS5 price right now. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll wait to see. I, I, I think we'll wait to see um, what happens with Xbox next month uh, with theirs. I think there's a good chance they'll reveal theirs then. And then um, I think we'll see on August. We'll see. I think August is the very latest for both of these consoles to give a, a date and a price. Um, and I think that's when we'll see the, the state of play that's rumored in August. Um, we'll get we'll get all that then, and Xbox might, since it's kind of out there that that state of play is happening, maybe they'll just wait until afterwards. But um, I do want to mention real fast, um, as we were talking, it is um, 2.05 in the morning, my time. Um, so at 2.01, or um, uh, 12.01 in your time, Gables, Pacific time, uh, uh, Last of Us 2 reviews came up. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so... Uh, GameSpot has an 8 out of 10. Uh, uh, IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. And just kind of oh, scrolling... Oh, that's no surprise. Yeah. And then just kind of scrolling through Twitter, the people that have are kind of don't have re- like number reviews up, but uh, are just talking about it. Um, pretty much everything you expected to get out of the reviews for Last of Us, um, they're here. So this game, luckily, not, not surprising, probably going to be one of the best games ever made. So... Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that real fast. So uh, my hype level um, is uh, getting a little higher and higher every time when I didn't think it was possible for Last of Us 2. But Gables, we are almost two hours in. We spent uh, <laughs> like an hour and 45 minutes talking about a hour-long presentation. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I want to, you know, I think that we're, that, that's going to be it for the show this week. I'm, I think we'll uh, just save any, we didn't have a lot of their news. Um, and like I said, we just recorded four days ago, so. Um, I think we will um, save everything else for next week. But, uh, yeah, um, anything you want to say before we jump out of here, Gables? No, I'm good. All right, cool. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we have a Twitter page with Facebook, uh, page and group. We have uh, on Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, drunk, just look up Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast, Drunk Nerds Pod, uh, and you'll find us in all those places. Twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Go there and follow him, please. Uh, give us big thumbs up. Just um, like I said, follow, likes, comments, anything you can do, retweets, uh, anything you can do to help us uh, uh, be seeing more people. We really appreciate you doing doing that for us. Uh, but yeah, until next time, I was host. I was Tyler, and I've been Colonel Gable. So until next time, the next generation is here. <laughs> it's, it's sexy as fuck. And Gables, yeah, too sweet, buddy. Too sweet, buddy. Bye, guys. Too many beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so.
Go on there, check us out. And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number.